Welcome to another episode of Oh Shit Twins. I'm your host, Georgia Martel. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Bruce and Glenn, fashion designers that live, work and preach together. In today's society, where being an individual is celebrated, what's it like growing up and embracing the fact that you are a pair? Thanks to Bruce and Glenn to agreeing to do this podcast. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves because they're they're doing really, really amazing at the moment with their fashion brand. So I definitely want them to mention that. So um, <laughs> say hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> we want to say thank you to um, Hat for having us here today. We appreciate you working around, you know, the, the craziness that uh, and the time difference too. So for now, like, what do you guys do? Where can people find you? And then we're going to get straight into the fun stuff. Okay, so we we uh, do a lot of things. Yeah. I guess. Um, I guess I don't know. Where's I guess we're known as the fashion preachers. Uh, maybe we we know ourselves as the fashion preachers. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if people know us as that. Uh, but we are fashion designers, and we also are ministers, preachers at the Rock Churches um, here in New York City, and we we design our own label, Bruce Glenn Collection. Yeah. So right now, it's you'll find leather handbags, but we are expanding to a ready-to-wear collection. Um, oh, amazing. As early as... September the, the 18th. 15th, yeah, the 18th oh. of the month. We're launching, yeah, it's launching. We're launching some ready-to-wear. Which is really crazy and surreal. A lot, okay. Since we've talked last, a lot of really mm. wonderful things have bloomed and blossomed. We, we got a grant for $50,000. Amazing. To start this clothing line. So... Mm. That's, and it's 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 there's so much behind it. it's too much to talk about right now because that's not what we're here for. You know? <laughs> but, um, but there's so much behind it. It's, it's going to be sustainable. It's going to be um, produced as it's ordered at a factory that we're working with in Brazil, not Brazil, in Dominican, Dominican Republic. Republic, Brazil. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I got Brazil from. Oh, well, this that's exciting. This is exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. So we're going to backtrack a bit and go into like childhood. First off, do you have any... No, not the childhood. (laughs) I'm joking. No, do you have any siblings when you came into the world? We have an older sister. She is nine, I believe nine, almost like nine and a half years our senior. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was the only child. And then all of a sudden, two little cute twin babies burst on a scene. And, and I stole think, her thunder because, you know, she was spoiled. She was a girl. She was the know. princess, you know, and, and she hated us for it. In the beginning, she did. And she told us that, she said. Oh, and you, she showed us that. She told us that and she showed us that, okay? And, she, you know, she would bully us as little kids, you know. She would always pull rank, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. So you have to listen to me and do what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the first child too, so she felt like um, she had it harder. You know, I, I, it, it's understandable. You know, parents are uh, a little stricter with their first children or child. Yeah. You know, and, and and they're overprotective. And she was yeah. a little more lenient with us, so she was always, you know, shouting about that. So growing up for you guys, were you? two peas in the pods did you have times where you kind of went to run off and do your own thing uh, how what's your like early memories of, of twin brother life like as far as I can remember from the very beginning we were always peas in a pod um, we a partnership formed in the womb that's what we like to say but <laughs> we've we've always been together 
Um, we've always preferred to be together. I remember when we were kids in our preschool, the teachers were were bent on separating us. Like mm-hmm. you sit over there and you sit over there. And we were putting want- us in different rooms and, and we were, I mean we, we had never experienced being apart up until that point. So we like I remember we um, do a tantrum. One instance mm-hmm. when they try to separate us, I projectile mommed it right in the teacher's lap. Oh wow. <laughs> you let her know how you I'm felt. Like, You're not gonna take me away from my brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she never did that again. Um <laughs> but we were always together. We always wanted to be together. I know there was a, just a safety in the fact that I could see him, that he was near me, mm. which I think was was great, but also still great. Mm-hmm. But also we had to learn, too, to be a little bit more independent, just a little bit. Not, not you know, mm-hmm. but a little bit, right? <laughs> so also another big thing is like discipline for example if you guys were fighting over something not agreeing with something how would your like parents decide how it was would they be like okay if you can't agree on something she didn't decide she she would we would both get it you know because she 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 would say she would say that you're supposed to keep him out of trouble and he's supposed to keep you out of trouble so i don't want to hear it and if we ever do. fought, she would sit us down and reprimand us and say, "You never fight each other." Mm. She's because I don't want to say sometimes. the words that she would say, but <laughs> I'll say it in a more censored version. She would just say, "There's enough people out there on the street that you need to fight, or not mm. need to fight, that you're going to have to fight. So mm. you don't fight each other. Mm-hmm. You have each other's back, you know." And so yeah, I mean, we will fight every once in a while, you know, like just like like stupid stuff, you know, mm. like. You know, we'd be play wrestling and then, you know, grandma always says, stop that tussling in my house. Because she knew that if you started playing, that eventually someone's somebody's going to get some, Right. Someone's going to get <laughs> Before you know it, we were biting each other's hair out of our scalp. Yeah. Oh, God. Because <laughs> no, with my daughters, it's usually over an object. They both want the same thing at the mm-hmm. same time. So I just tend to, if they can't play with it, just take it away. Right. No one can have it. <laughs> Yeah. It's just the e- it's just the easier way. I try not to pick a side unless yeah. I unless I clearly have seen one as like just whacked one and the other go in the face out of right. the blue, and then I'm like, come on, you can't do that. But most of the time, I just try and keep it same. You treat mm-hmm. them the same. You're both going to get the punishment together or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what was like early school days like? Were you like the twins of the school, which you kind of enjoyed, or? Or was you like, oh, no, I want to go this way. I'm going to go that way. I don't know. Um, well, like early, early, like kindergarten, things like that, we were separated. Mm. Um, and I think they, they did that, like, you know, because they thought it was better for us socially and, and developmentally. But I, I don't know. We weren't, were we popular? We weren't very popular. I mean, people we, knew us because we were twins. Default. Mm, so it was yeah. like a default thing, like the twins, the twins. You and know? then we also, we started our first business in high school. It was called Twin Sports, and we would um, put fabric, paint, and glitter on headbands and T-shirts, and we would customize it for, for people. So, That's and we cool. were very intent on making money. You know, we always have been, just because we never had any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like growing That's up, a good, that's a good motivator, <laughs> right? And so we we really out um, overworked ourselves. Thinking back to it now, because we would 
we would literally, because we were in competition with another um, brand that sort of did the same thing that we did, but their turnaround wasn't as fast as we were. So okay. we would get the order that day and then have it for people the next day. So mm -hmm. people would come to us as opposed to coming to that other brand. So mm -hmm. we were known in high school because of our business and everybody um, bought from us. Well, that's cool. But yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, I think when you're twins, you know, even if you're not like the cool or the popular twins, like by default, you're known. Mm. It's like the twins. And then people can say, it's oh, I know. Three sets of it's twins only three sets of twins. Which the one? The black ones, the white ones, or the Chinese ones, you know? And we're like, oh, the black ones, Bruce and Gwen, you know? <laughs> okay. Because with like twin studies and stuff, there's a fine line between like codependency and like, independence and I know you all have gone through adolescence that's kind of the time you want to make a name for yourself you want to you're figuring out who you are what was the adolescence time for you did you guys decide that oh your your interests are different or you like purposely wanted to do different things to kind of get your own individualism or did you always kind of like no we're Bruce and Glenn yeah we found comfort in each other you know, in mm. motivation, in I don't know. It, we it were just... each other's keeper, and we were quite honestly, we were very content with it just being the two of us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't need any friends outside of our circle. Um, our two, two person our circle. Two person circle. Is it a <laughs> yeah. circle at that point, or is it a rectangle or square? I don't know. It's um, just a line. Two <laughs> just straight back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> so we were very comfortable with that. It wasn't really until we came to church right i mean because we we did have friends but no no friend group was was sort of welcomed into the inner circle of bruce and glenn you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. and then it wasn't really until we came to church that we realized the importance of opening up a little bit and not being so closed in you know mm -hmm. with one another and our pastor would always say listen if bruce and glenn could just have bruce and glenn and jesus they'd be completely fine <laughs> <laughs> they don't need anyone else. Like our pastor actually told that to like some our girls that we were that we're dating. Mm. She sat down. She said, "Listen, Christian don't need you. <laughs> if they can have just them and Jesus, they'd be completely fine." Oh gosh, they're uh, looking at you. Like, look at him like, oh god. <laughs> I know. So yeah. you have to figure out if this is something you want because um, they're not going to separate. You know even once they get married and it's true you know we don't, I we mean, don't plan on separating i think that we want to live in the same house or not me <laughs> no, or, I am. or either I am. the same the, the same apartment building you know mm. it's, it's got to be close to each other we got to be able to like you hopefully know. it can be connecting closets like our closets could connect uh-huh and then and then you can walk in each other's, in, yeah. each other's some people think it's crazy some people think it's crazy and we say so what we don't care are you a twin? This is my life. I got to live it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but, but the, the beautiful thing, like, the thing that I found to be so beautiful in coming to church was that God makes you well-rounded. And so I think before church, we had this world, this Bruce and Glenn world, and we were comfortable in it. If somebody came into it, they could come into it to a certain extent. But, we, you know, we were limited, and we were just like, really happy with just it being me and Glenn, you know, yeah, we would go on brother. We would have our brothers' nights out, you know what I mean. And we would go <laughs> for, we would go shopping. We would go to dinner, and we would have, we would see a movie, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that was, was and that was completely know? fine. But when we came to church, our unity 
and how close we were was celebrated by our pastors. They said, this is beautiful. This is from God. You know, God mm -hmm. made you twins from the beginning. And then they helped us to see that sometimes we were closed off yeah. um, in, into each other. So that happened in church. And they said, you need to open up and expand. It's okay if you guys are not <laughs> and together all the time. different places to do different, the Bible studies in different places with different mm -hmm. groups. And then mm -hmm. we were preaching together. We were preaching together. You know, like mm -hmm. I would say, you know, we would tag team. And he preach. would say apart. I would say apart, and he would say apart. And it was and like we would act it out with each other. We would be David and Goliath, and I would. Oh! You know, <laughs> and he would be Goliath, and he would fall. You know, mm. and it was kind of like our thing. And mm. for us, in our minds, that kind of defined who we were as yeah. ministers. Like we're the twin ministers. So one who, day we were set down years in, and our pastor is like, "It's a new season. God's doing a new thing." And so we're going to try something new. You guys are going to preach separately. And we were like, that's what defines us as ministers. You can't do that, please. No. You know, and then we, we realized in the process of it, like what that God, God was strengthening doing. us in areas where we were weak, where individually we were dependent on one another. Yeah. And, so. and we, we even saw it because uh, when we would sit on the train, I think we said this last time, I don't know, mm. but my, my back would hurt. I was just sitting beside each other. I'm like, why is my back hurting? And then I realized it's because Bruce is leaning on me, you know? And I'm like, can you, can you not lean on me? Can you sit up? You know, cause- And I will I'm, always be leaning on him when we sit on the not train. Not even unknowingly. It was mm. just sort of, you know, us almost sort of melting together, you know, like, like back into the womb. Mm. You know, back into the womb. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I realized, I, I, I took it as a sign, you know, something physical that was happening that God was trying to show us spiritually, that we were, we were too um, depending on one another. We're supposed to be codependent, right? Or oh, interdependent. Interdependent, but not codependent. Not codependent, yeah. So that interdependency is like holding each other up, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm your strength and you're my strength. You know, when I'm weak, you can be strong. And when I'm so strong, it's, it's really been for the person. last two or three years that I think God's been doing this process in us where he's strengthening parts of us that, that we were weak and didn't realize it because we had the other as a crutch. So let's go back to what was dating like? Is it always been, has it ever been like one of you dating, one's not, then that's become an issue or the the, the girlfriend not understanding the relationship, which of um, um, of course would eventually create some sort of issue. How how was that for you guys? Well, it's in, in, in times past, I guess. <laughs> so I guess I'll put it like this pre-ministry, right? Because mm -hmm. now, now that we're in ministry and we're in, in a leadership position, and we're an example to a lot of very young kids who are impressionable and mm -hmm. whose hormones are, are running wild. You and know? they're looking to us to, you know, kind of see a blueprint of like, you know, I'm here, I'm in church, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. So let me look at the people who are, you know, ministering to we, me. We're leading a little me. more careful these yeah. days about um, how we approach a relationship. Mm -hmm. and how we approach dating. And but in times past, we always sort of had girlfriends at the same time. So we were always dating at the same time, except for, I guess, the last, the last, the last before this time, <laughs> the last before this time, the last <laughs> where I was engaged to be married, actually, mm -hmm. and it had gotten to that point. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 
it just didn't work out because there were just a lot of things we couldn't see. I got see. her out of here. So. <laughs> <laughs> there were just a lot of things that we couldn't see eye to eye on. Oh, but she, she herself did not understand, in some instances, our relationship, you know, yeah. the closeness of our relationship. And that, that was a little bit of a problem. And anyone who comes into our life and thinks that they're going to marry us, you know, mm-hmm. is going to have to understand the depth of our relationship and be okay with it or willing to learn and understand it, you know, at least. And I know it's a hard thing or a challenging thing to understand because if you don't have a twin, someone you spent your whole life with, someone who is uh, closer to you than the next, the next closest thing than yourself, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows you, who knows every secret about you, who knows, who knows what like you're Just before thinking. the call, he said, you're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you're thinking something that you don't want to say because you know you probably shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, and I was going to say it to you, but I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, we know each other so well. That I can you know? look at his face and know what he's thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see a gesture and know how he feels about a situation or a person or a thing, you know? And that, that's how close we are. And, you know, whoever comes into our life has to understand that level of relationship that we have. Yeah, because it's it's hard because obviously we're like socialized into thinking your significant other in a like in a relationship like marriage or whatever is is going to be the one and only your your most per, you know your mm-hmm. best friend your everything. Obviously, you come with a best friend you was born with. So already, it, I, I, yeah, already. So I can imagine it's a very a hard. In a <laughs> yeah, it is a very hard dynamic to come into because I guess anyone coming in will deep down know that they'll never know you like your brother does. So I'm yeah. guessing that's something. And I can understand, I can understand how that would be, you know, yeah. intimidating, you know, yeah. a, a bunch of things. But I think we, we also in our minds understand that there's a certain level of patience that we yeah. need to have, yeah. you know, because I, I don't want to say that we're going to change our relationship. We're not, you know what I mean? And and we are very clear about that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also need to have a certain level of patience, I think, for a person to come in and understand understand that, you know, like even like the young ladies we're dating now, you know, you know, it's it's been a process, you know. You know, it's been kind of like off and on, mm-hmm. not 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 too much not too much off, but you know, it's been slow, a slow mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. because it's like I'm I'm welcoming you and showing you my world and what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really not going to change, you know, and if we have to have too many talks about, you know, like, can we go on? And I get, I get this. Can we go on separate dates? You know, <laughs> you guys go, so you guys go to dates together as well? Twin yeah. dates. And that's also for, that's but also that's for also accountability. For, it's for accountability and testimony okay. purposes okay. Okay. at this point. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it, of course, when we're married and things like that, we're not going to go on double dates all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We're going to go on it for sometimes <laughs> for fun, you know? Um, but they're like, is, but, this, is this it? And like, we're never going <laughs> to get away from the other one. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, we have, we have a test. I went on a date with, with, with the girl that I'm dating separate because it mm. was her birthday. So I just mm. wanted to do something special. And, and bam, as soon as we're walking down the street holding hands... <laughs> 
What did you tell me? You, you said that. No, there's a member. There's a member of the church like walking towards me. Oh, they're like, okay. oh, okay, oh, you know. I'm like, oh gosh, you know what I mean. So you know, and this is not. It's not anything public, you know, that like we're displaying around church and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. It's yeah. something that we are early days. We're, we're, it's early, and we're trying it out, you know, just to mm. see what you know before. <laughs> You know, you, you so announce it and the pressure. We announce it, you know, to see if it's something that you know we're going to throw it against the wall. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best analogy. <laughs> and see if it sticks. <laughs> He's going to throw it against the wall in their relationship <laughs> and see if it sticks. That's not that's good. not the best analogy, but you you understand what I'm saying. We're, we're testing the waters and see. No, if but is... we don't want to be known as testers, you know, within the church realm. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's not that's not a good one. <laughs> that's not good. So you know what I mean. So we got to tread lightly, you know. We have to tread lightly. I mean, right now, the responsibility that we have as ministers, and and so there's like a lot of layers. You know, there's mm. our twinship. There's the responsibility as ministers. There is our professional and business career. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that are like like you know fighting for attention. You know, so to speak. You know, and and when when we're dating someone when i'm i'm dating this young lady i have to make sure that she knows like there's a lot going on right you mm. know she's like it's fine just you know communicate you know let me know <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so what was cuz i know you're originally not from new york was that like a joint decision as i said you both are in business together how yeah. has that always been like you one designs one is the organizer and how did, how did we get to new york yeah we were like two uh yin and a yang we 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 knew we wanted to do something in fashion when we were in high school but i think in the early days we were too afraid to kind of confess that because back then in those days uh, in those days back then you said it like we were from the 70s uh, <laughs> back then in those days it was a little what was that the taboo the late 90s early not, 2000s. not even taboo but just just like so we're from the hood you know and in the family and from a black family you know yeah. so you gonna be a fashion designer hold on wait you know and they okay charlene okay with charlene them? did you ask them the most important question they said they're gonna be fashion designers you know what i mean <laughs> i wrote you know so so it was it was it was hard for us to even say you know to our family and our friends um, that we to, to be fashion designers until mm-hmm. we just decided you know what this is what we want to do we're like whatever and we so- got to declare a major in college He's going for fashion design. I'm going for fashion merchandising and business marketing. So we knew that we were always going to work together because, you know, we're always together. And, and we, we both had have this the same dream. Interest. We had this dream to move to New York City. And in between our sophomore and junior year of college, we got an internship, which is a long story in itself. And we moved to New York City that summer to do this internship with House of Darion. Beyonce's, Beyonce's company. company. Yeah, so, I remember. Oh my gosh, that was, that was, it was really amazing. And it was very, you know, Devil Wears Prada, not because of Beyonce or anybody. Beyonce's team was amazing. Beyonce was amazing. Her mother was amazing. But then it's, there's other people who are working who are like, this is Beyonce's company. And they're mm. like, and they'll, they'll kind of like, you need to clean the floors, you know? And that's not even like the sentiment of Beyonce or her mother, or but they, you know, they want to make you. Pay yeah, there's always it's always that sometimes in companies. It's like the the boss is great, but then the people sometimes the people around are like, it's yeah. like it's gone to their head. They're like, you're not even the, uh-huh. the person, exactly. you're not even the owner of the company. Chill out. It's like you know when you go into like you know a high end store and the person's like, 
can you even buy anything here? I'm like, can and you, like, can anything? you buy anything here? You the employee. <laughs> you the employee. You ain't the owner. Can you buy it? You know what I mean? With your discount, you can buy it? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's, it was like the same thing, you know. So we, it was very, it was very, it was a very rough internship. Needless, well, not needless to say, but uh, what wound up happening was that we could not afford to go back to school. Mm-hmm. We had a balance from last year and an upcoming balance from the the coming year. The coming year, right? And so the company that was the licensing company for House of Darion at the time wound up hiring us, and and we wound up moving to New York City, right? Mm-hmm. In the midst of college, this was so crazy. I I felt like I was like in a movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it was like so. It was like a whirlwind. It was. I mean, we got we got like the minimal base salary you could think of. I think we were making $25,000 a year yeah. a piece. So we could really barely afford to live in New York City. After taxes, that was like $16,000 yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a year. And so we got an apartment by some miracle and we began living in New York City. You know, mm-hmm. we, we worked for American Rag for a couple years. He designed non-denim woven bottoms. Oh, I did not design non-denim woven bottoms. And, and I designed, designed tops, tops and, dresses. and dresses. And then mm-hmm. we got a job offer it's a lot of stories in here in the midst of this, but I'll give you mm. the short version. To to work for Sean John Woman's Collection, and we mm. became the co-chief designers of Sean John's Woman Collection. And then we did Apple Bottoms with Nelly. We did... Uh, that we was like, the, well, that was a good time back then. <laughs> I just remember all the music right? videos and stuff. It was uh, great. Uh, and we were, we, you know, we were making a lot of money doing this stuff. And we we moved from that first apartment to... A beautiful uh, marble, you know, all mm. all the amenities you could think of, and, mm. and a stainless steel fridge, fairy uh, <laughs> <laughs> wood cabinets, a fireplace. We had all marble. Oh, wow. It was the most beautiful apartment in Harlem, and then and then we got laid off. Mm. Oh, so damn. it all came crashing down. We got evicted from our apartment. No, we didn't get evicted. It didn't make it that far. It didn't make that far. But oh, we were very close to being evicted. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we and our pastor who works in real estate was able to talk to the property owners and help work out a deal that that we were able to move out of the apartment. We still owe money. He was like, you know what? Just forget about it. Forget about the money you owe. I mean, it was. I mean, you know, it's been a journey. And I, when mm-hmm. I tell people, like, there were hills and valleys. I of remember. We had to walk in, uh, we had to work, we had to go to work. Look, I'm saying like some Home Depot. I don't know if you have a Home Depot. Do you guys have anything like Home Depot? Well, yeah, it was equivalent, but yeah, not Home Depot, but equivalent stores. So after working at Sean John, hair designers, you know, with Nelly, with Trey Songs, we with had, all the celebrities and, you know, meeting people. We got laid off. We, were, we, we stayed laid off for a while. We were doing like odds and ends, freelance mm. jobs. And um, then our pastor was like, you guys need to find a job. And so we were searching for jobs in the fashion industry and we couldn't find any. And I remember one of our pastors called and said, you need to find a job today. Apply at Home Depot. I said, Home Depot? <laughs> You're like, I passed that stage. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know nothing about no tools. <laughs> oh, wood. And so she was like, Home Depot is hiring, apply. That's not happened. The next like day what? we get hired. We've been applying for so many jobs. No callbacks. She tells us to apply for Home Depot. The very and jobs in fashion, right? Mm. At this point, jobs in fashion, is, it seemed, had, like, dried up. And, like, we, there was definitely, like, no position, like, that would be, like, chief designer. There was yeah. all these assistant 
position. So I was even like applying for assistant positions, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. We get hired at Home Depot and I'm working there and I just feel, and, and, and I shouldn't feel like this, you know. Because but plenty of people work at Home Depot. At Home Depot, they make a great job. They make a career out of you, it. You, they have benefits, all that good stuff. But I just feel so low every day. Every day I'm going to work, I feel so embarrassed. I feel so degraded, you know. And this is like, so I'm like, you know, I'm like a little brat, you know. And I recognize this. I didn't recognize it then. I just felt like some great injustice had been done toward me. And God, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. And I remember I'm working at Home Depot and I have on this orange apron mm. and I'm walking up to people and I'm saying, excuse me, would you like some kitchen cabinets? You know, and that, <laughs> and that was my line I had to say, you know. <laughs> and coming through the door are people who worked for me when I was at uh, when I was at Sean John. Yeah. People who reported to me. And I remember seeing them and I ran and I cried and I hid and I pulled off my apron and I was so embarrassed. And I said, God, why? It was 20 minutes. I couldn't get myself together for a whole 20 minutes. And finally I said, okay, God, whatever you're doing, I just accept it. And amen. Yes, God, forgive me for being so prideful that I can't work at home people. Who am I to think I can't, you know? And I remember it was a week after that, that we didn't have to work at Home Depot anymore and God yeah. took us out of Home Depot. But I really believe it was a pro it's, it's a process, you know. Yeah, I, I know I can't tell I can't I'm like explaining this to like the kids that we work with and they're like, Oh, they didn't call me back for the acting part, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, it's a process. You gotta go through the process. I, I can't explain to you the deep heart ache that I felt that day when those people walked through the door. I felt like I, I just I was I was heaving. I was crying. (laughs) You know, it was like one of those ugly, crazy, crazy, crazy cries, you know, but it was a part of the process. And now today, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. Then no one ever, it's very rare you meet somebody unless they're really privileged. They've come from Mm -hmm. like a lot of money before where the line of success is like straight. It just, it just never, it never goes like that. So how has been your like your working relationship? Have, do you just have separate roles? You guys work well together, I, mean, I assume. And then there's never been like an issue regarding work between you guys. Not really. And we've ha- we've had some like, you need to handle this. This is what you're going to handle. You know, we've had mm. some of those talks. Like just kind of like reminding each other of like, like I'm not handling it. That's what you handle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Those kind of That's talks. your job. <laughs> yeah, your job. Your job is to respond to those those kind of questions and those messages. That's your job. You know, right? So, it's, but, I mean, for the most part, we we kind of understand that. Like, I'm 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 just over Glenn. I'm speaking. This is Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is Glenn speaking. <laughs> I'm I'm overall the more administrative person. And I usually handle all the financial stuff. Like he, he never knows how much money is in our bank account. You know, he never knows how much money we can spend on certain things. He could, he could be, he could be um, stealing from me. I would. Oh, we know that that's not happening. He, where's he gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. He never knows those things, and that's okay. You know, I've accepted that role, and so I make sure I know how much we can spend. You know, how much you know we budgeted for certain things and things like that. I make sure the bills get paid. You know, I pay all the bills. I make sure our phone doesn't get cut off. He's like, why is our phone cut off? Because we didn't pay the bill, you know? So, and he handles like all the artistic stuff and, you know, all the optimistic, creative 
things. Mm -hmm. And I'm also good with, with relations, relating with people. Well, you're the <laughs> Reese is the better one, right? <laughs> so he likes things away for free, and we we you know no we, no no small business people, people got to pay people mm -hmm. got to pay. So, what advice would you give to maybe you know young like adolescent twins or or adult twins even that are having issues with explaining their relationship? Like they know they're really close, for example, and the outside world is kind of coming like you need to be more of an individual you need to you need to do your go your own way you guys have been together you're very successful working as a team what is yeah. there any suggestions that you would give I don't know, it's, it's still very un it's still sometimes a little uncomfortable to explain it to people because they'll, they'll because be like they literally try to tell no, us and you guys need to be right so we just don't, we really don't discuss it with people yeah mm -hmm. because i mean I, it's 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 been very annoying in some instances where people would try to tell us how we should relate to one another or what our relationship should be or how we need to be more independent and it's mm. like you don't live in our life you know you don't know us you know you don't know what we what we do on a daily basis so you really have no right i would tell them that don't listen to what people say because they have no right to really speak into your life i would <laughs> you tell know? them to give them the finger <laughs> and I mean the pinky finger. <laughs> <laughs> because it, as a, we live in a very individualistic society, but it's quite strange because when you think about it, everyone's pushed to be an individual, but then you get to a point where it's like, you need to find a partner, you need to find this. Yeah. So you guys have that. So I, I think that they 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 should not feel the pressure either way, you know, mm. because and you might have twins that are a little bit more independent and not not like us you, know? you you have to think about the fact that like obviously you know and i know different people believe different things but the truth of the matter is that we didn't create ourselves you mm. know there's no way that all this happened by Big i mean Bang, whatever we believe know? i think we can all believe we can all agree there's, that we didn't some, create ourselves there's some designer <laughs> up there who designed all this i mean you think about how the human body works it's so intricate that you need a doctor for each part of the body you need a brain doctor you need an eye doctor and those doctors spend years studying for each part of the body. And they still don't know. You still will come with, with, with conditions and they'll be like, oh, this one has me stumped. I've never yeah. seen anything like this. Yeah. And so there has to be some kind of design. And if God, right, designed, if this creator designed it that two people would come into a womb together and be born together, then there has to be a, a, a grand purpose for that relationship, for that mm. unity, for, for those people working together, right? Why else would God send two people at one time in one womb into the world together? Because yeah. their purpose, like he doesn't do anything their haphazardly. Purpose intertwined. Their purpose is intertwined. Yeah, and I definitely. think people have to realize, and that's one thing that we really realize, which is why we, we're very adamant about not letting anything separate or try to come in between this relationship because we didn't put this relationship together. We didn't make ourselves twins. God did. And if he does everything with a very strategic purpose, then our relationship has a strategic purpose and nothing is going to come in between that. You know what would be the perfect thing? If you were born with the person you're going to marry, then you would just know automatically. Yeah. Okay, God, God put It'll us be together. a lot easier. <laughs> It'll be a lot easier instead of going and searching and trying and trying and trying and, right. and then and then dying and lying and lying and dying. <laughs> <laughs> but what about also, what advice would you give to like twin parents who have young twins at the moment trying to figure out how to manage their relationship or not manage it or just how to create lovely, well-adjusted twin children? 
I think there has to be an atmosphere that cultivates their relationship and the unity of it. Mm. You know, and really, I mean, because, you know, I think our, our mother, our mother was by no means perfect. And who is, you know? And I think about a lot of the things she told us. And I'm like, wow, mom, thank God. If I follow that advice, I'd be in jail. Right? <laughs> I mean, one time she told us, listen, if somebody messes with you in the playground, you tell the teacher. They mess with you a second time, tell the teacher. They mess with you a third time, you kick them in the balls in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't think that Jesus wants anybody kicking anyone in the balls in his name. You know, I don't think that's, that's you know, that's his purpose, you know? Um, but what I, she did just, was, what she, she really, like, instilled in us that you two have to be together. You have to work together. You are your each other's keeper. You know, mm-hmm. you have to look out for one another. So I think that that was very important for us growing up and understanding mm-hmm. um, that I am to protect him. He's, pro- he's to protect me. We're supposed to help each other out, lift and each other up. And the fact that there's two of us is supposed to mean something. She, that would be her, her, her famous phrase. It's two of you. It's two of you. You know? Mm-hmm. Like we would forget our keys in the house. How did you both forget the keys? It's two of you. We would call her from New York City. And we would say, Mom, we locked our keys in the house. You know, this is like early on moving here in New York City. <laughs> and we now need the locksmith to come in and open the door. And he's going to charge us $300 on the spot. We don't have $300. We need $300, you know. She would say, it's two of you. How'd you forget the keys, you know? So I think early on, she understood that there was power in us being two, you know, rather than one. And she cultivated that relationship and made sure that we understood as best as we could to protect that relationship and not let anything come in between that. I think if if you see disunity, if you see a lot of fighting, try to remind them that they they are put together for a reason. They're supposed to help each other out. As my mother would say, she would say, fight those ends on the street. Don't fight those. Don't fight each other. That's what she would say. Fair and, enough. You can't argue with and, that. And then, mama, mama didn't play around. Then I think if you see them being very close and almost dependent on each other, it that's a very fine line because it's hard to like. For us, it was it was very hard and like almost. I think that that's a lesson that we had to learn a little later in life. And it was easier to learn it then than I think it would have been as, as like small children. Like Mm -hmm. you have to go over there you go over there. And it's like, I don't understand why you're saying this, but Mm -hmm. like with a more mature mind, we understood, you know, that God was calling us to mature separately. It it, it hurt then too. To Bruce's point early on in the relationship, unity, 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 togetherness, together, togetherness is what needs to be promoted in those relationships. And then as they grow, they'll begin to understand, you know, that there are uh, moments where they have to learn their strengths and Mm. their weaknesses too. And when they come back together, there'll be an even more dynamic duo because they they've learned individually like their own particular strengths and weaknesses, you know. Okay, cool. Well, I just want to say thanks again for agreeing to do the O Shit Twins podcast, and I'm gonna leave it there on that on that last on that last note. <laughs> thank we you. Want to say thank you for having thank us. Thank you, Georgia. Oh no problem. Thanks for listening to the O Shit Twins podcast. You can find me, Georgia Martell, on Facebook and Instagram at oh shit twins new episodes will be dropping every sunday and please don't forget to like share and subscribe